Welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm Shireen Oberg and I'm a yoga teacher and author devoted to the path of healing and heart-based living. And I want to help you to step into what you truly are and to your highest potential. On this podcast, I share with you tools and insights to help you move ever forward on your spiritual and healing path. With guests from all over the world, from different wisdom traditions, I wish to create a web of loving energy that permeates the whole world to create more love and peace. You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for more guidance and love. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm so grateful that you're here and I'm really excited to share this week's episode with you with Diana Westley. She's an astrologer, she works with evolutionary astrology and also the goddesses, the asteroids and she's been on the podcast before and we've been also sharing a lot of astrology as well as full moon, new moon, eclipse ceremonies of different kinds and today we're going to talk about this weekend's upcoming new moon in Taurus solar eclipse it's a partial solar eclipse and we get into the details of what this means and also that we are actually in an eclipse season so two weeks after this new moon we will have a full moon in Scorpio which will be a lunar eclipse and for that lunar eclipse on the 15th me and Diana will have a online gathering ceremony where we share rituals, more information about the astrology and how that affects you. We get into the goddesses, we do our little ceremonial um, intention setting and releasing and everything that we uh, feel is, is really strong and potent to work with so we would love to see you there i have shared the link in the show notes and if you have any questions about this beautiful gathering we always gather around bigger events just to harness the potentials and the potency of the energy and the portal that is given astrologically and there's so many shifts and beautiful things happening now a lot has to do with our karma and dharma where we're releasing from and where we're moving towards our purpose. Um, So Sunday the 15th of May, you're welcome to join. And if you can't join live, we always record the session and you have a pretty big window uh, after that eclipse to really work with the energy and to manifest whatever it is you're focusing on and what you want to grow in your life. So check that out and enjoy this week's episode. Hi, Diana. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sharon. Thank you so much for having me on again. It's always good to see you. Thank you so much for being back. And we're going to talk, of course, about astrology today. Um, We have so many amazing things happening in May. So I'm really excited to talk to you and to uh, share this knowledge. And maybe, I mean, you've been on the podcast many times now. Maybe if you just want to quickly introduce yourself to those that haven't listened to those episodes before? Certainly. Um, So my name is Diana Westley, and I am an evolutionary astrologer and a spiritual coach. And so um, evolutionary astrology really emphasizes the evolution of 
a soul over the course of many lifetimes. So um, we look a lot at the south node of the moon and the north node of the moon, which are these two placements that are actually really important when we're talking about eclipses, which we'll be doing today. Um, but they basically represent kind of, um, again, our karmic past, our soul's memory of, of past lifetimes, the south node. And then this, this this dharmic point, something that we're growing toward and evolving toward the North Node. Um, mm -hmm. And so a lot of this work that I do helps people kind of release their, um, you know, old karmic conditioning, karmic patterns and um, by, by understanding that South Node and its tendencies while also kind of illuminating and, and offering this, this true note, North, this kind of guiding star, the North Node. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I also work a lot with goddesses and astrology and feminine archetypes because there are thousands of asteroids out there, many of which are named after goddesses, female deities, um, and significant kind of feminine mythological figures. Um, and it really helps kind of round out the astrological story since most of the planets are named after male deities. We bring in the asteroids to kind of understand the story and the narratives being experienced um, for women and, and for those who are kind of trying to get in touch with their feminine side. Um, mm. So that's kind of my, my work and um, yeah, me in a nutshell. <laughs> mm. So beautiful. And I love all of that. And I think it's so important to bring in uh, the feminine aspects into astrology because it's clearly male dominant <laughs> when we, if we want to like label the, even the, the, the planets in that way because they could even even the male planets could be have a feminine like they can be gen genderless as well of yeah. course the energy so it's good to have that perspective and to work with that within yourself as well that's the balancing that everyone needs so yeah it's great and i mean we have like really entered eclipse season we can feel it i think everyone is either feeling it on a subconscious or conscious level even now and we have this time period where there's like a kind of a big portal opening up for us as a collective and also on an individual level and also I feel the shift when we've entered into Taurus season it's a big shift and a lot of integration happening um, astrologically yeah, we have so much coming up now. And today we're going to talk about the eclipse that's happening this weekend. And I would love to hear from you what, what, what it is and how we can work with it. Yeah, so um, you mentioned, you know, Taurus season is a time where a lot of kind of energies are, are moving and shifting. It feels like a really powerful moment that we're moving into right now and astrologically speaking there's definitely a lot happening um but something that's especially kind of exciting during this time is that we have uranus on um, this planet of change and revolution and evolution and liberation and awakening um, in taurus right now and so as the sun moves through taurus it's going to have to kind of pass over uranus again um which 
brings us um, this, this deeper kind of soul understanding of, of who we are, what we're evolving toward. Um, it's an energy that can help kind of shake us up and wake us up to, again, kind of the truth of who we are, what we really want from life. So there's this really exciting and galvanizing and, um, yeah, kind of destiny charged quality that Uranus brings to the picture. But we also have the North Node there, um, which is very much aligned with, again, our soul purpose, what we're growing toward, what we're evolving toward. Um, so between the North Node and Uranus, we have this very evolutionary quality to Taurus season this year. Um, this eclipse that's happening on the 30th this upcoming Saturday um, is also in Taurus. So it's aligned with the north node of the moon. It's sitting kind of um, within a few degrees of Uranus and Taurus. So there's this very exciting evolutionary quality to this eclipse as well. All eclipses have a bit of that quality, but this one feels especially compelling, especially kind of groundbreaking, very, very aligned with um, our authentic selfhood, with us coming into our truth, with us, again, kind of releasing and, and um, shaking away that which no longer serves us so that we can become um, newer, truer versions of ourselves. Um, and so eclipses always have this quality of kind of catalyzing change, of stripping away kind of old versions of ourselves so that something new can be born. With a solar eclipse, which happens during a new moon, there's very much this emphasis on new beginnings. But before we can get into these kind of supercharged destiny driven new beginnings we have to let something go and so this week as we're moving toward this solar eclipse we may feel the urge to release old beliefs old stories old narratives um, we may feel the release the need to release um, relationship dynamics that aren't serving us um, to release tangible goods that are kind of cluttering our lives or keeping things kind of more complex than they need to be. And um, this desire to kind of simplify and also to open up space in our lives for new things to enter. Um, all of that is kind of upon us this week as we move toward this solar eclipse. Um, but there's, there's just a lot of exciting energy happening with this one. We have two eclipses this season. We always have kind of two paired with one another. And the second eclipse, which is happening on May 15th slash 16th, depending on your time zone, is definitely going to have a bit more of a spicy <laughs> and a destabilizing quality to it. But this first one is going to give us a lot of hope, which will carry us through the second eclipse. Um, this first one is, is really... Um, inspiring some some creative energies. It's it's offering a lot of forgiveness of the past, a lot of healing, um, giving us a lot of of kind of dreams to to um, move toward and, and dream into and feel into. Um, and I'll get more into the astrology of it in a minute, but I want to pause because I know Sharon always has some really powerful reflections on these eclipses too. Um, so you know just. Based off of that, Sharon, is there anything you'd like to share too? Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. I really love the rem you reminding us that um, that we have Uranus in 
in Taurus and how important that shift has been for us as a collective and still ongoing and how we also when the sun is in this area how it also can be like quite a big shift kind of energy because we need to do that it's like yeah we're in in the point of time where a lot of change is already happening and we need to do positive changes and when we are in Taurus season I feel like we are coming back to the goddess and the divine feminine and mother earth and where we at least in the northern hemisphere and I think in the southern hemisphere we feel the shifts uh, very deeply in nature and um, and the elements and the earth so with a new moon eclipse here and it's it's a partial solar eclipse it really feels like it's a it's a great eclipse season where this is happening right now and it's so important like this axis of of Taurus and Scorpio Mm -hmm. because it has to do with so much that we as a collective need to heal to move forward on and to heal and release and it's coming in a time when it's really felt so all the work that we're doing together and everyone individually is so important for for the healing of everything and everyone so that's how i feel about this so i'm really excited about the this uh, solar eclipse and of course i'm a lunar baby i feel like i'm always so connected to the moon it's going to be great to work with the lunar eclipse as well yeah um and you know bringing up kind of that idea of this very feminine quality um What's interesting is that, you know, the eclipse, um, because it falls in Taurus, the sun and moon coming together there in Taurus, it's ruled by Venus, which is, um, you know, the ruling planet of of Taurus, Venus, the the goddess planet. Um, And so Venus is in another yin sign. The the earth element is yin or kind of feminine in astrology. um, And that's what Taurus is, the earth. And then we have Venus in Pisces, um, which is the the water element, another yin feminine element. So there is this really big um, feminine quality to this eclipse. Um, And so again, when we think about the feminine, um, maybe there's something that we need to rework under this eclipse that we need to evolve that we need to shift that we need to change in our relationship to the feminine um, in the case of earth to maybe our own bodies our own physical form um, to planet earth <laughs> um, to mother earth to nature um, maybe there's something that we need to shift in relationship to our resources also Taurus this can be our natural resources this can be kind of our, our talents and our personal assets um, this can be money but there's there's something that that really wants to shift there and then with Pisces in the picture um, you know maybe some Something needs to shift in our relationship to our intuition, to our emotional nature, um, to our desire to be nurturing and compassionate and loving um, unconditionally towards ourselves and others. Um, so there's there's something there that again is wanting to to kind of break free, break free, break through. Um, 
What's really, really exciting about this eclipse is that Venus is exactly conjunct Jupiter in Pisces, like at the moment of the eclipse. And Jupiter is this planet of expansion, of growth. Um, Pisces is, is a sign of dreams. And so Jupiter and Venus coming together, it's like dream bigger, um, love bigger, love expansively, um, allow yourself to really believe in the possibility, the real possibility of a better future for yourself personally, for your loved ones, for the collective, for this planet. Um, this is a really, really powerful moment and it'll give us a lot of belief Belief, a lot of trust, a lot of faith, um, but so much of, again, working with these yin, feminine signs, Pisces is all about trusting and divine timing, about going with the flow, about, you know, in action until it's time for action. And Taurus has a similar quality. Taurus asks us to slow down, to align ourselves with our bodily cycles, with nature's cycles and rhythms, and to kind of trust once again that when the timing is right for things, everything will come together. And so with Taurus and Pisces so prominent in this eclipse, there's very much this quality of aligning with the truth of who we are, coming back to our core nature, our core selves, um, and, and then kind of trusting that again, as we're meant to move forward, as we're meant to take action, um, we'll, we'll know what to do, when to do it, how to do it, all of that will come together. Um, and so there's there's very much this this quality of like have hope, um, be optimistic, trust that good things are coming, um, but also know that there's a, a bigger plan kind of in action. Um, and Jupiter there, Neptune also there in Pisces, sitting um, right with Venus and Jupiter. There's there's this really. Um, big shift coming for us. Our dreams can definitely come true. Pisces gives us the dream. Taurus can manifest that dream. Um, so just trust, know that that's all with us under this eclipse, that um, that power is there, that potential is there. We just have to believe in it and then allow things to fall into place over time. Um, yeah, there's a little bit more going on with this eclipse even, but again, I want to um, pause there for a second and hear Sheeran's reflections. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I really lo love that. Um, it's interesting how we, uh, like the season that we're coming into, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, is more young and it's the wood element and it's more growth and, you know, the sun is stronger, but then we have the earth element now also grounding that astrologically and so it's like a balancing from heaven and earth mm. uh, and i think the yin energy is definitely even more felt in the southern hemisphere because that's also where you really slow down but we need this uh, earth element up here as well because it's like helping us to slow down before we have Gemini season and everything is so fast and airy. And mm -hmm. um, so I really love that. And then that we have this, um, I'm thinking a little bit about the next eclipse, which we're actually going to have um, two weeks after this upcoming eclipse. And me and Diana will have an online ceremony for that on the 15th. 
So it's going to be an online ceremony, circle gathering, rituals for that. And how, when you look at these two ev big events and the time in between, uh, what is important, do you think? And are there important practices in between? Um, what is important to think about? Yeah, you know, as we're kind of moving through these eclipses, um, as Sharon mentioned earlier, we are working with this axis of Taurus and Scorpio. Um, the lunar eclipse will be a full moon in Scorpio, and it's going to be a total lunar eclipse. So if you're able to get outside and see that eclipse, um, you know, the evening of the 15th um, in California, the West Coast of the United States, um, or late at night um, or early in the morning, Kind of depending on your time zone, um, you'll see this this really cool kind of orangey red um, moon during that lunar eclipse. It'll be a total eclipse, which is very very cool. Um, but anyways, between those two, um, there's this call to bring that Taurus and Scorpio energy into balance, and we're working with that um, on an ongoing basis right now with. The north node in Taurus, the south node in Scorpio. It's like an 18 month phase that started this past January. Um, so, so we're in it for a while, but the eclipses really kind of heighten this axis and ask for more balance there. And so with the North Node in Taurus, with this first eclipse in Taurus, um, we're inviting in more grounding, um, more peace, more ease, more self-sufficiency as well. Um, we're inviting in kind of a, a, a remembering and in a re- awakening of our, our truest core values. So if we don't value things right now, we're being asked to kind of, you know, assess why we're holding on to things we don't value, why we're acquiring things we don't value, why we're striving for things we don't truly value. Um, and so there's very much this quality of, you know, what do we genuinely value? Like what, what do our hearts and our souls really value? Um, and everything else we're being asked to kind of you know, look at it a little bit closely. Like, why, why are we holding on to these things? Why are we striving for goals? Why are we, you know, moving along paths that are aligned with someone else's values or maybe collective values that aren't really true to us? Maybe collective values that have kind of gone astray as well. Um, so that's something we're really looking at between these two eclipses. Um, we're also asked to look at boundaries. So Taurus as an earth sign is really good at constructing loving, healthy boundaries. Whereas Scorpio, where the south node is, um, is really good at merging and, and blending with others. Um, we need this balance, right? Um, if we are empaths, if which to be honest, I believe most people are. <laughs> Some people are more aware of kind of, um, you know, the, the, the sensitivities of energies. Maybe they're a little bit more in tune with their intuition or their psychic faculties, but, but all of us are, are absorbing and taking on the energies that surround us. Um, and that's Scorpio. That's that Scorpio part of our charts. It's water. It's Pisces as well. Cancer is a little bit more self-protective um, and a little bit better at, at kind of managing those boundaries. Um, but, but Scorpio in particular can get really lost in some of 
of the heavier, more fear-based, kind of darker energies um, and take those on um, from others, from the world around us. And so Taurus is kind of saying, set some boundaries around that. We don't have to take it all on. And if we do find ourselves taking it on, we're allowed to release it. We're allowed to step back or step away from relationships and relationship dynamics that are making us anxious or upset or just aren't serving us in one way or another. Same with our time. We're allowed to set healthy boundaries around our time if we feel like, you know, we're, we're kind of spilling out <laughs> and, um, and, you know, getting our, our time kind of taken away or drained by things that, again, we don't value, um, that, that aren't true to us. So, so again, Taurus is, is kind of saying, come back to yourself, ground into yourself. Um, time in nature can support that. Um, time alone. In, in kind of meditation or prayer or other practices can support that. Um, body healing and body work can help us again release some of these energies that aren't ours that we've taken on and return to ourselves, return to our bodies. Um, all of these things are really powerful during this time. Um, and another thing that Taurus is really asking us to do is, you know, part of why it's so centered around peace and ease is because Scorpio pulls us so deeply into fear. And so as we're kind of processing and working with the Scorpio energy, we're really being called to release fear-based energies, fear-based narratives that just haven't been working for us or that are maybe, you know, leading our lives in directions that are, that are ruled by fear um, instead of ruled by love, Venus ruled Taurus. We, we are trying to move right now collectively toward a place of, of working from our hearts, of moving from our hearts, of moving from a place of love instead of moving from a place of fear, Scorpio, um, shadow Scorpio in particular. And so, um, so these are all things that are, are really supportive and, and nurturing as we're working through these eclipses. Um, one more quick note on that. Um, there is a Mercury retrograde that's going to be happening um, starting after this first eclipse and, and kind of continuing until after the lunar eclipse in May. And so with Mercury retrograde, um, Mercury is our mind, our voices. There's a really, really strong emphasis on the stories we tell, the words we choose to use, the, the narratives that we're constructing about our lives. Um, this eclipse is saying, write stories, construct narratives that that show us succeeding, that show us achieving our goals, um, manifesting our dreams, living the lives that we want to live, um, that show that, that we can really make some collective changes um, that are positive and supportive and loving and nurturing for all people. Write those stories, vote for those stories with your thoughts and your words. Um, and, and especially during the second eclipse, where we may be a little bit more prone to fears, to, to concerns, to negative thinking, again, with um, that second eclipse aligned with the south node, with our karmic past, um, with shadow Scorpio, um, there's, there's this really important emphasis on, on shifting our mindsets, evolving our mindsets as we're moving through this eclipse season. 
Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And we really want to invite everyone to join us um, on this very, very strong and powerful portal that we're being offered at this time. And in all of our, if you haven't joined us for any of our online ceremonies or gatherings or circles, you, uh, we want to share that. We're going to always do some type of healing practice. We work with the voice and mantras and we do rituals. We learn more about the goddesses that are giving us energy at the time. We invoke these. We do so much. And it's so magical to gather uh, as a collective from different parts of the world and really putting a good intention and frequency out there into the world and into our own lives and for the highest and greatest good of all uh, so that we can move forward as a collective as well. So. If you do want to learn more, because Diana will be going through the astrology even deeper, so you know how it affects a little bit more of your own personal life, because you can look into your own uh, chart as well. Diana really explains the details very well in the upcoming. Um, yeah, the, and we will actually probably do an episode uh, before that a little bit more around that eclipse but I really recommend everyone to connect with us if you want if this if you're called to this we have shared the link in the show notes for this event and if you have any questions you can connect with us and I'm so excited to host the, the ceremony together again and hope that if you can't if anyone out there can't join live you will get it recorded you can still practice and the window is quite big for the eclipses so you have time to to get into it and how do you have anything else you would like to share diana that is important right now um just one other thing that's kind of stands out about these two eclipses in this eclipse season. Um, so there's this asteroid called Eros, which is named mm. after a Greco-Roman um, deity. So um, most of the stories of Eros um, link Eros to Cupid. So um, the, the offspring of Mars and Venus often um, is, is kind of you know, where we see Eros, sometimes it's Venus and Zeus in some tellings of the myth, sometimes it's Venus and Mercury. Um, but there's this, um, you know, quality about Eros that's associated with, with kind of erotic love, um, which is different from, you know, um, more platonic love, um, like the kind of love we'd have for a friend, um, or maybe love we'd have for a family member. There's this quality of, you know, wanting to come together with another person with erotic love and create something, um, create offspring, <laughs> create, you know, something, um, you know, powerful and, and new and different, bring something to life. Um, and what I love about Eros is that originally Eros was supposed to be, um, or in, in mythology, Eros was the child or the offspring of chaos. And chaos was just this nothingness that existed in the universe. And then Eros was supposed to be this, this divine spark that existed in the universe, this desire that made, you know, Gaia, 
and the earth and Uranus, the sky, want to come together and start creating that that made you know the universe come into existence in the first place. Um, this divine spark that takes us from the chaos of nothingness, um, the pure potential of nothingness of, of chaos, um, into a space where we have. Um, creation where we have again planets and asteroids and life on the planets and and things like that so eros has this quality of of again being this um fertile desire um, to create, to make something from nothing, to take potential and possibility and and make something of it. Um, Eros is sitting with um the Oh, with this um, with this upcoming solar eclipse, it's sitting with the sun and the moon in conjunction to the two. Um, and then during the lunar eclipse, it's gonna be sitting conjunct the sun and the north node. And so Eros is gonna be really a powerful player over the course of this eclipse season. And so when we're thinking about that Eros energy and how we can kind of bring it into our lives, um, there's both this, this quality of um, remembering that in our relationships with others, there's something that's bringing us together. There's something that wants to be created from those relationships, that wants to be born from those relationships. Um, same with our relationship to ourselves and our own creativity and our own um, you know, kind of fertility. Um, there's there's something that wants to be born. There's something that wants to be creative from our union with others, from the union of the divine masculine and feminine within ourselves. Um, and so this eclipse season has this, this really beautiful potential to it. There's really something powerful, something new, something big that's just waiting to be created from nothing that's been um, kind of, you know, growing and, and building within us that's really ready to manifest and come to fruition now. Um, and so again, um, you know, this eclipse season, all eclipse seasons can be kind of tough on our relationships. They can be kind of draining on our energy. Um, but Eros is this reminder to keep that spark, that creative spark, that fertile energy kind of alive, you know, tend to it, care for it. Remember that it's there um, because it's really trying to support and guide us right now. And as again, we're working with um, other people and our relationship dynamics with others which can really be strange during eclipses particularly um, when we have Scorpio in the picture because Scorpio can um, can be such an intense energy within our relationship dynamics um, just kind of keeping that in mind you know everyone that we're coming in contact with there's something that wants to be born from that whether it's our own growth and evolution um, whether we've come together to create something with that other person um, there's there's something you know ripe and, and fertile and ready to come to fruition from all of these dynamics um so just kind of offering that as well um eros is such a an exciting um energy a passionate energy and can really um 
fuel us and motivate us and support us as we're working with maybe some of kind of the more heavy or, or draining or tiring aspects of eclipse season. Um, so just wanted to end on that note <laughs> before we close. That's amazing. I actually didn't know that. And it's really fun to look into uh, the asteroids and, and great to know about this as well. And I'm sure you're going to share so much more you always share about the asteroids which is so important for us to also acknowledge um in in yeah when we want to understand the deeper aspects of the astrology so i'm really excited everyone who's interested in joining us that would be about uh, two weeks from now our online gathering ceremony you're welcome to check out the link here and connect with us if you have any questions and Diana, thank you so much again for being back here, sharing your knowledge and wisdom with us. I really appreciate you and uh, love listening to you as usual. <laughs> thank you so much, Sharon. It was really wonderful to see you again and to be back on the podcast. And I'll look forward to, to seeing some of you, hopefully many of you for our ceremony in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a wonderful solar eclipse this upcoming weekend. Yeah, thank you so much.